another day. All right, let's ride. This is episode number 82, hosted by Blackout. There's a lot of things I want to get into, a lot of stories in the news, and some other things I just happen to be thinking about in relation to music, sports, whatever. But let me go ahead and jump into it. And first and foremost, say rest in peace to everybody that passed away due to this crazy gunman in Virginia Beach. That shit is terrible. It's terrible. And I, I don't know much about it. All I know is that at first there were 11 people shot, six injured, and now there's 12 dead and five that have been injured now i just want to say that why is this normal why am i not bothered by this as much as i should be i recognize it as a tragedy but i i've really i'm really struggling to determine or to even evoke any feelings about this shit other than anger because i don't know what gave this individual the right to go take other people's lives because you had a bad day. In reality, if everything they're saying is true is that this happened because you lost your job, you had a really bad day. And you were probably scared and didn't know how you were going to bounce back from it. Probably had bills to pay like most of us. But none of that makes it okay to go and take somebody else out. Innocent people. You went out there and killed innocent fucking people because of a job and then died in the process you talking about being selfish you talk about being a fucking coward that's what a coward does you go out there you take your gun you go shoot unassuming unexpecting people kill them in cold blood and then yourself instead of dealing with the consequences and being brought to justice, you go out there and get in a shootout, then get killed. I'm not giving this person the crazy pass, like there might have been some stuff going on in his life. Nah. I'm not giving that up for this individual. Like, I'm not seeing this as, oh, you got you went crazy, you did it. I, I feel like you had been planning this. Because the first thing I thought was like, well, this like a postal worker or something? Because back in the day... They were known for, you know, going to shooting up the post office or whatever. But I feel like you had to have this plan arranged in your mind so that you can go in and execute this to pick off 12. To pick off 12 people, man. It's like, when is it? When is it going to stop? When is life going to start meaning something to people in this country? Because I'm telling you, from my perspective, it, it don't seem like it means much. It really doesn't. Every other month, every quarter, there's a new tragedy. And I don't even want to get into the, the political side of it because I, I kind of see it, you know, being politicized. And I I want to say I don't respect it, but I understand that that's where the change is going to have to begin. And this person may have been legal gun owner, all that. Cool, I understand all that. 
But there's other people that aren't legal gun owners that go do stupid shit like this. They just raided a house a few weeks ago in, um, in like Beverly Hills where this guy was manufacturing and selling guns out of his crib. But the culture is what needs to change. And that may start with the legislation being more strict. And as much as I want everybody to, you know, have their rights and be free to do things, it's like, at some point, you got to start weighing your options and, like, and looking at what's happening. Like, is the, if the availability of something is making people die or, or be maimed, the regulation is something that, that I would think would, would come into play. And I, and I know there's strict gun laws and all that shit, this, that, and the third, cool, but... And I don't know how this individual got the gun that he got. But if he was unstable, maybe he shouldn't have got it. If he got it off the street, where the hell did he get it? This one, this case, this, case, this situation is just a little bit different. Because you can't point at any one thing other than the fact that this person lost their job. And I don't, like I said, I don't really want to see it politicized, but I just, I want to see change. I want this to be taboo for somebody to go shoot up shit like this. Because to me, it's like when I was a kid watching the news or just overhearing the news, my mother was watching in the mid-90s and hear about the war zone and Kosovo and how people were getting blown up in Israel and Palestine. Like, to me, it was normal to hear that shit. Now, the generation growing up now, like, since 9-11, this shit has to be normal to them. Things getting blown up, people getting shot up, schools, workplaces, just randomly. People going crazy and shooting shit up. Like, this is going to be normal to people. And to me, that that's just sad. Truly sad. And it just seems like people don't care. We're just numb. We're like, huh? Eh. Go about our business, don't think about it. But there's families. These people all had their own stories, their own lives that are now taken away because of this fucking coward decided to do something he had no business doing. Rest in peace to those people who lost and condolences to everybody affected. I know that Virginia Beach area pretty well. I used to live out there and I just think it's really sad. There's military bases over there and everything. I'm just thinking about the the first responders having to go deal with that shit. And this idiot out there had to shoot out with the damn police. Got himself killed. Too much of a coward to bring himself to justice. Yeah, you can go shoot up a bunch of people that don't know you're coming. But you can't be a man and face your consequences. You go out there and commit suicide by being shot by the police. We know what that is. And then um, also, unfortunately, I was looking at the news again. And I kept seeing this thing about this little girl who apparently was was murdered. She was missing. And apparently uh, her stepfather killed her and dropped off in a different state. A little girl by the name of Malia White. Little light-skinned girl. What, what could she have done at four years old? At four years old, regardless if you were mad at her mother or whoever or her actual father... You kill a four-year-old girl? A four-year-old? You put her in a damn trash bag and drop off in a different state. And I really just didn't, I didn't even want to talk about it, but I, it just kept reminding me of something my father told me when 
A young boy in Jacksonville, Florida was killed. This dude killed this young black boy. He was just, he was so mad about it. He was like, you never know who somebody's going to be. You never know. And he just, he just displayed so much anger that as a young kid, I didn't understand. But I tell people this all the time. He was like, you don't know who that kid is. He could have been the guy to cure cancer, cure AIDS. Could have been a person to save the world. But at the young age, taken out, gone. And I think about that every time I see a child dying, especially a young, a young, young kid like this. This is a baby. Four years old. You don't even really, really know what you want to do. You think you do, but you don't really know. It's just untapped potential, wiped away from the earth. Somebody's baby. Gone. For what? You upset, you mad. And just more coward shit. Then you dump the body. Turn yourself in. Don't go to the court and be like, you. oh, I'm sorry. No, turn yourself in. You went and you dumped the fucking body. You were trying to get away with it. Adding trauma to the situation that already happened. That's not a man. That is a coward. That is a sucker. That is a bitch. That does some stupid cowardly shit like that. I got no filter when it comes to people like that. Because it's like, what gives you the right? What gives you the right to do something like that and take somebody's baby away from them? Because you were upset and you mad. I just, I I have the sick thing where I hope people like this end up in gym pop. But I do. I hope you end up with all the fathers in there that can't see their kids and that want to see their kids. And they just, they just know what you did. That may make me a bad person. I'm cool with that. I'm not one of those people like you should forgive. I ain't forgiving shit. I'm not one of them people that, oh, you should forgive. Better place? Nope, not me. <laughs> not this guy. I'm not the one for that shit. I'm two eyes for one. I'm one of those. I just, man, it got me wound up. I may not sound like it, but I'm actually really angry about this whole situation. I just wish this would be this was being put out there more than you know other stuff, but you know job creation and all this other bullshit. And just speaking of just news. I came across something, and and I don't I don't mean to switch gears this fast, but I'm terrible at doing segues anyway, so I just go into it. When you hear prominent people in other countries talk badly about your country, it's embarrassing, especially when they talk about high upper echelon leadership. It's uh it's it's embarrassing, especially like. In this situation, the mayor of London, a man by the name of Sadiq Khan, he wrote an op-ed for a paper over there in the UK. Because the, the headline was, it would be un-British to roll out the red carpet for uh, CIC. And I don't know, man, just when you see, when you're the country that's usually pulling the news stories from everybody else and you just kind of hear it and you're judging all these other countries and I know this happens everywhere where they have like mass media networks but 
in the States, you really get to see, like, man, we got it so great over here. Those countries are fucked up. They need to get their shit together. But lately, it's been us. For, you know, a couple years now, it's been us. All the issues we have, the shootings, the social issues, all that shit. The last few years, we've been one of those countries. As big and as great as we are, things ain't right. And one of the things that was, uh, one of the quotes that was shown is that they are intentionally pitting their own citizens against one another, regardless of the horrific impact. To hear somebody else say that, a mayor say that about national politicians in our country, it's fucking embarrassing. But it's also true. <laughs> it's also very true. If you just look at what goes on, the rhetoric and this, that, and the third, and like picking sides and all that shit, it's true. It's really embarrassing. And as somebody who's traveled, like, when you travel in the States, you get judged by where you come from. So if you got, like, I'm from Florida, so people know I'm from Florida and something crazy happened, man, crazy-ass Florida. It's like, it's embarrassing enough. But when you go out to the country, and people know, like, oh, yeah, from, from the States, they look at you like, ah, a certain type of way when they're aware of what's going on. And <laughs> this is just like, damn, this is something I don't want to carry on me like that. It's like, I'm proud to be where I'm from, but goddamn, like, shit, it's just embarrassing. I'm borderline childish, a lot of the things that happen, but here we go, man. So Somebody else addressing it, saying that the rhetoric of the, the people on the far right is going too far. I agree. You, that shit's going on all over the world. And I never understood that, how people that are so conservative Christian have a problems with conservative Muslims. I figured all conservatives would be on the same page. Funny how that works. Funny how that works. Crazy abortion laws, all this shit. It's wild. And uh, in other news, in semi-global news, apparently in order to enter the U.S., foreign visitors will now have to submit their social media information, email addresses, and old phone and phone numbers they had, I think, going back like five years. That policy to me is, um, it's in the gray. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. It's like, you need all the what? I just think it's, it's a lot of tit for tat. And if this happens, that now it's going to start affecting people going elsewhere. Like if somebody from the U.S. leaves wants to go enter somewhere, now we got to do this, this same shit. And I'm kind of on the fence about it. Like, listen. I don't think I have nothing crazy on there in reference to another country, but I can understand how if you are trying to thwart events before they happen, you want to check out somebody's social media history. If you ain't got nothing to hide or whatever, but it does seem kind of invasive. It's kind of like, but on the other hand, you put out on social media, how personal is it? So it's a, it's a weird situation. And it's one of those things where if you don't want to be judged by it, then don't put it out there. But there's a lot of people who can learn that lesson. I'm not going to name names, but there's a lot of people that can learn that lesson. Just saying. In, uh, in, in other news, I want to say I was completely wrong. In, uh, in sports news about the Toronto Golden State Series, in my brain, the series was going to start in Golden State. 
So I thought they had the better record. Apparently, I was fucking wrong. I was wrong twice because not only did the series start and it's going to continue today in Toronto, the Raptors won fucking game one. I figured they was going to be gassed after going those games with uh, Giannis. I should have kept it to account that it was six games by seven, so they did have a little bit more rest. And you know when people were in series like that where they're turning the burning, they're usually up for the game. While the Warriors were back arrested, maybe they weren't as up. Maybe the travel, because when you travel from west to east, you lose time. So maybe that was an issue. That travel from Golden State to Toronto ain't no, can't be no bitch. I've driven across country and I've flown across country from Florida to California and vice versa. And I know that shit wears, wears on you. And even when they got to fly back, when the rappers got to come out to, to um, go to state, even though you get some of that time back, it just kind of throws you off. You find yourself being dog-ass tired at 8 o'clock at night because to you, to your body, that's 11 o'clock. But maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the Raptors really, really got what it takes to, to, to knock the Warriors off. And the Warriors, um, last game, they said Boogie might play. I figured they would start him. And I also didn't expect Mark Gasol to be that big of a factor. But he was. So we'll see if I can make it home in time. But they'll start Boogie today. I think they should. And they should start him, bring him in early. And I, I know he's not 100%, but if anything, you bring DeMarcus Cousins in to let Kevin Looney get a little bit more freedom. This way, he doesn't end up in foul trouble so quick dealing with the bigger Gasol, if that makes any sense. You bring bring uh, DeMarcus Cousins in, he gets a few minutes until he's, he's all the way back, all the way ready. That way, Gasol has to watch him. Maybe Gasol picks up a couple fouls, and then when you bring Kevin Looney in, the screen and roll works. You got somebody fast to wear him down a little bit. I don't know. But what I do know is that Golden State had a little bit of trouble with the length of um, Toronto. And Siakam dropped 30 on the ass. And I don't foresee Siakam dropping 30 again this series. But he he was damn sure on fire in game one. Much respect to him for how he played. And Kawhi ended up with 20. And um, I don't know, man. It's going to be an interesting series, I hope. Like, I'm, I always want my pick to win. There's been times I pick Golden State to win, times I pick Cleveland to win. I always root for my pick, and unless my team's in it. I have no real attachment to the team. It's just my own wanting to be right. <laughs> so I pick Golden State, so that's my pick. It ain't necessarily a want thing. I just want to be right. That's all it is. It's petty, I know, but I just want to be right. I think KD will get back in there. Um, maybe game three or four. I would like to see DeMarcus Cousins play more in the next few games, in the rest of the series, but we'll see. We'll see how it works out because Toronto ain't no bitch. And Kyle Lowry barely, barely scored. And Siakam carried him for most of that game. So if the claw get on his shit and the Warriors play like they did last game with the shoot terribly, they may be in trouble. But the series still has to go back to Golden State. So we will see. Now, speaking of Steph Curry, there was a, there was a Chris Broussard quote that got thrown out there on Facebook. And, of course, me and the homies argued about it. Me, like I knew as soon as I agreed with the shit and shared it on my little page or whatever, I knew people were going to disagree. And that's fine. It's an opinion. I won't say it's a fact. I'll say it's an opinion. But to me, 
in all honesty, the guys they compare play two different positions. And I'm talking about Allen Iverson, Steph Curry. Now, if you ask me, I'll be like, well, they, they played two different positions. They had kind of different responsibilities. AI was a shooting guard primarily. He moved to the point guard later on. But most of his time he was a shooting guard, or at least early in his career. More than likely matched up against somebody bigger than him. Because he was like 6'1", 6'2", I believe. And mo most of the elite shooting guards at that time were like 6'7", 6'8", average, around that height. So he was having to go up against Ray Allen, Kobe Bryant. Um, I don't know if T-Mac was playing the, the two at that point. He may have been. Um, just, there's a number of guys. Bonzi Wells. There's a lot, a lot of good two guards at, at that at that time. Almost every team had a good two guard. At the time, he was still dominant. And then you got, you know, Steph, who's probably, who's, and, and AI's going to go down as one, in my opinion, top five shooting guard all the time. And Steph Curry's going to be in the top five point guards all the time. You got back-to-back -back MVPs, three rings, probably best shooter ever. He, he's going to be in that conversation. But when you rate them, like when you put them against each other, and you ask me who's better, I'm going to tell you Steph Curry. And I caught a lot of backlash from that from uh, guys I went to school and whatever. And that's cool. I expected it because if you look at Iverson, Iverson was, he was, uh, I was, I don't want to say, he was street friendly. For the guys who spent time in streets, hip-hop culture friendly, Allen Iverson changed the game. He was, he was a trendsetter. Everybody wanted his shoes, a crossover, the tattoos, the jewels, all that. We grew up with AI. And he was very important to urban culture. So I can really understand people feeling attached to him as like, Nah, there's no way Steph Curry's better than him. Steph Curry didn't have the upbringing AI had. Steph Curry had a, I'm going to assume, a comfortable upbringing. His father played ball. Seems like he led like a charmed life. Now, throwing that out and just looking at the two, the two basketball players, you're giving me a guy who is undersized in his position, who's going to drive to the rack a lot, take volume shots, may not hit him, Great handles and can play defense. He played really good defense. He led the league in steals three times. That's what I'm getting from AI. He can score. He led the league in steals three times. He can get inside and score amongst the bigs. He can drive. He's got the mid-range game going. He's one of the best to ever do it. Cool. But you give me a guy that can shoot from 30 feet, that's a willing passer, that's constantly moving without the ball, that plays defense, his game is going to open up the court for other people. The pick and rolls, he could some kind, sometimes be a decoy. If, if you see Iverson in the pick and roll, Iverson's keeping that damn ball. More than likely he's keeping the ball. But Steph, with him being able to move without the ball, pick and, pick and roll, run the pick and roll, his vision I think is better than AI's. His willingness to pass I think was better than AI's. And his ability to shoot from deep range at a consistent basis is better than they are. So if you just match, if you throw all the rings and stats and all that shit out, throw all that shit away, I'm taking Steph over AI every damn time. I'm taking Kyrie Irving over AI. I'm taking Chris Paul, who I hate, over AI. If you give me a guy that can consistently score at all three levels, that's a willing passer and can play defense, I'm taking that person over AI any day of the week. Sorry. 
Now, if you want to, if you want to compare game, if you want to say, okay, AI or Russ, then we can talk. Then I, then I don't know. But um, Kyrie, Chris Paul, Steph Curry, every last one of them I'm taking before I take AI. Sorry. He has some injury issues. Well, so did Steph early. So did Kyrie. So did Chris Paul. But still, as far as being a complete basketball player, give me uh, Chris Paul. Chris Paul's a better passer, better shooter. I don't know about defender. AI's a better defender, definitely, than Kyrie Irving, but handles who you like. Kyrie's a better shooter, and same with Steph. He's a better shooter, passer. So, yeah, man. Sorry for the guys who love AI. I understand it's part of your childhood, but if you look back and think about it, a lot of times he was considered selfish, and I don't want to hear that shit, but he took a team. He took Philadelphia to the East. I mean, to the to the finals in the, with the East, and they, they got 4-1. Like, one, the East was trash. I say that the East wasn't nearly as good as it is now. And I also kind of contradict myself when I say the guys he was playing, they weren't that bad for the era they were in. You know those names. You know Theo Ratliff. You know Matumbo. You know Aaron McKee. You know Matt Geiger. You know Eric Snow. As if you know fucking basketball. There's a difference between people who watch highlights and people who watch games. So I just got my alert on my phone to saying Boogie's going to start game two. Lo and behold. I know a little something about the world. When you look at that, I know something about the world. Boom. Also, um, the, the KD thing, people hating KD, man. It's like, I don't want to, I mean, to go back like that. But he going to pass LeBron in championships probably if he stays in Golden State. Y'all got to let that shit go. But I hope to see him back in, um, in the playoffs so he can get a third ring. And I think that was close to... All I had, but there's a few a few quick things. Rappers. Right now, J. Cole was undefeated in features for like two years. He smoked everything he's been on. So if you don't want to get your feelings hurt on your own record, don't do something to J. Cole. He's been a rap MVP for the last year, my hip-hop MVP, 100%. But he's single-handedly, in my opinion, shifting the culture back to lyrics by working with these young artists. He's infiltrating their little world and putting the focus back on lyrics because when you see him on tone with people who don't, you know, really rap as well, and he's going there and bodying that shit, now, you know, he's he's poking these guys, you know, like, hey man, listen to this a little bit. He's sneaking in there. He's sneaking in there, you know, dropping dropping gems. And not only is he doing that, but I saw recently that he uh, he did a song with y, YBN Cordae, who's also, he's a young guy, but he could rap his ass off. And he actually responded to J. Cole when he made the song 1985, and now they're on the song together. And I think that's important. So when J. Cole's out there, he's he said, okay, I can rap with your little pattern, but let me jump on the song with you and do it, and bring some of your people into my world, where lyrics matter. And the song can be dope. And be a lyric at the same time. So in my brain, J. Cole is shifting people to listen to the up-tempo shit with the young boys, but infusing lyrics in it, and he's going to swing the culture back that way. Right now, he's on top. Until Kendrick drops his album, then we're going to see. If Kendrick shut all that shit down, then shit is going back to the way it was. Kendrick's the guy.
I mean, Drake's the pop star, and J. Cole's in the back, but he's doing this shit with no promotion, man. So, one time for J. Cole. Also, Cam, Cold Heart, Charlotte Rapper, found out that even though this young man goes by the name Baby, he's a grown-ass man. So I'm going to give this guy a little bit of credit for his uh, his attempts to get his name out there. But at what point do you sacrifice self-respect for followers and Instagram likes and all this other shit? This man literally got beat up by a rapper named Baby. Who ain't to be fucked with. He wasn't people that's... He really about his situation. And I don't know if the dude got jumped or whatever. He's saying he got jumped. Cool. Whatever he wanted, he got it. You show up at the same spot that this man is at. You go on your little phone. Do you open your little social media. And start talking about the dude. And provoking him. Then when he approach you. And beat your ass. You want to act like, well... It wasn't all that. I'm still... No, you got your ass whooped. You got your ass whooped for fake love. Because none of this shit is real. People going to your page probably clowning you right now. What's the name of your song? When your album come out? Nobody care about none of that. You got your ass whooped. You're going to be forgotten in a couple weeks. Unless you get beat up by another rapper or the same rapper or whatever. Talk to your kids. Let them know this... Social media love shit. It ain't real. It's not. You're not going to get no real love through your phone. Unless you're having prolonged conversations with somebody. But this shit, this shit getting, getting beat up and getting, what's the, what, what they call it, clout chasing or whatever. I feel like an old ass man talking about it. But it's like, have some self-respect. Have some self-respect like what you're trying to portray, and it's like, it's, it, it pisses me off because, like, especially when we talk about politics and political view, political views and whatever, people will throw their self-respect out the window in order to present a certain narrative. Either their, their belief or their persona, like, this is right. And they'll throw their whole, their whole existence out the window to be, either be right for a few seconds or to be notable for a few seconds. Have some self-respect, man. Just, you talking about likes? I want to see what what are the what are the streams doing? What are the record sales? When's your album coming out? When are you gonna be in the top ten somewhere? You are getting beat up at the Louis Vuitton store. And listen, don't be in the Louis Vuitton store looking like a whole bum. You look like you came there to fight. But you didn't have a belt on? You was out there in a busted-ass white T-shirt in the Louis V store? That's a fucking embarrassment. And now y'all ass in there bloody with your pants down on social media like a fool. That man, the baby put you on the T-shirt with your pants down and blood on your face. You jackass. And I think that's it. Oh, yeah, also, um, John Witherspoon confirmed that the Bull Knights will be coming back season five if you don't watch it this is great this is great news for you if you're a person that's listened to this podcast that's never watched an episode of the boondocks it's satire it's raw it's based on a comic book about these uh two little kids two black boys from chicago and their grandfather shit is buck ass wild 
So if you haven't seen any episodes of the Boondocks, go back and watch the four seasons worth. It's funny. You will laugh unless you're some type of Mark Trick, Buster-ass Trick. Um, go watch it. You will enjoy it. And that's it. Y'all be easy, be greasy out there. I'm about to go home and watch this damn game and chill for a little bit before I got to get ready for the week. Also, man, jerk turkey legs are the shit. I've, I tried to do something this week, and um, I smoked that shit. I didn't smoke it. I roasted it in the oven, but that shit was delicious. I'm about to go fuck it up and drink some beer right now. So if you want to learn how to jerk some shit, ask a Caribbean person. Go on YouTube. I tried it. I got lucky. It worked out for me, but I am not the authority on that shit. But eat jerk chicken. It's delicious. Um, Y'all be good out there. Remember, change the world. Start with yourself, man. Be better today or tomorrow than you were today. So, yeah, go change the world. Go buy somebody a jerk chicken meal at Spices in Jacksonville, Florida, or wherever you at, whatever Caribbean spot you at. Treat yourself and somebody else with some jerk chicken. I promise you to love you for it. Y'all be good out there. Peace.